414 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Don't forget, this weekend is Riverfest down on the river, Saturday, 11 to 4. You want to get down there, there's music and uh, vendors and all kinds of good stuff. We are, I'm very happy to have in the studio right now, you're listening to a little bit of uh, Soul Crate music, and we have the co-founder of Soul Crate music in the studio, Wes Eisenhower. Wes, this is a... This is an older song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I actually was a little startled to hear it. <laughs> it's been a while. I was looking for stuff from, uh, what was the title of that one? Uh, click, Click, Follow, Follow. I that believe. one's probably from what? What year? Uh, that's got to be about five years old at this point, wow. I would say. Wow. So you, uh, we should just bring people up to speed. Wes Eisenhower is, uh, as I said, co-founder of Soul Crate Music. He's a, a guy who has blossomed into a lot of different areas photography videographer um you know just sort of uh supporter of all things sioux falls and uh we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of that but uh you kind of got famous with soul crate which was uh hip-hop essentially um but uh when you started it was maybe still called a little called rap essentially that was more sort of morphed into what we call hip-hop today um you grew up in Sioux Falls. Tell people a yeah. little bit about your your background. Yeah, uh, I I I was born uh, in Massachusetts. I, I lived in uh, outside of Boston till I was about thirteen. But when I was in eighth grade, my family moved uh, us out to Sioux Falls from the East Coast, and um, I've resided here ever since um, with a small stint for some school. Um, in there but yeah i uh you know uh, i was born on the east but i'm i'm sioux falls south dakota at heart and I, I did my important growing up here uh my important years and so yeah uh about we're coming up on our 15th year uh of being in a band uh my band called soul crate music which consists of my brother um and uh producer dj Corey gerlock um so yeah we you know we all met Obviously, I met my brother when he was born. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. he, so you're <laughs> older than he I is, am right? older. I'm a couple years older than my brother, Danny. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of blossomed out of the skateboarding culture, punk rock culture in Sioux Falls. I uh, grew up going to concerts and shows and um, started making music in an apartment in, in downtown Sioux Falls. And, um, you know, it took us across the country a couple times and we've put out over 10 studio albums, pressed vinyl records. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, charted a couple times on the iTunes charts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, modestly, but, but still cool to see in a, yeah. So we're, in it's kind of taken to me, me to where I am today with the photo and the video stuff that I do. So, uh, soul crate really, uh, was born out of, um, all these different influences, but it came out as hip hop. How, how did that happen? If you're, so the shows, when you're going to, you're going to a lot of punk, uh, I imagine some Nordic Hall concerts, yeah. uh, garage concerts, yeah, house, all kinds of different house basements, yeah, yeah. and uh, all that kind of stuff. Where a lot of really good underground bands came through during that period of time, certainly. And uh, but you took all that influence and turned it into hip hop. How did that happen? Well, I think uh, hip hop in in punk rock culture have a lot of parallels. You know, it's a very do it yourself culture. Um, it's a 
culture of of of, of opinions and uh, people being vocal and talking about what they believe in in a culture that's born out of necessity. Um, so yeah, it was you know that whole do-it-yourself DIY culture really uh, interested me as a kid. Um, like I said, you know, skateboarding, that kind of independent spirit. Um, and so, you know, w- we started making hip hop and rap music just because it was accessible. You know, all I needed was my voice and a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we were, we didn't really know what we were doing when we started, but we just were doing it. And I, I think that's important in a lot of things in life, you know, just go and, and do and, and you learn along the way and you become eventually. Um, so yeah, we, we just kind of stumbled into it and, you know, slowly started at, you know, with 20 of our friends at a coffee shop coming to our concerts and, um, slowly over the years we saw those numbers grow and we saw, you know, our friends stop caring so much and suddenly, you know, there's hundreds of people in the crowd and we don't know any of them. (laughs) And that's an exciting moment as a musician. Um, and you know, so yeah, it's 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 been a slow and steady climb for us, but a, certainly a labor of love and something I feel very lucky to have been a part of. What did you write about when you started? What were your themes? What was sort of rolling around in your head? Um, you know, certainly a lot of juvenile things, uh, <laughs> but you know, also you know, life experiences and um, uh, maybe a little dash of politics here and there, um, local stuff. You know, uh, we we kind of. Um, made a buzz for talking about Sioux Falls, South Dakota in mm-hmm. our songs, which is, I think, why, um, you know, some people gravitated towards it locally because they, they could put their se- put themselves in our shoes and we talked about the things that they experienced because we were experiencing them. So Yeah, that's the thing I noticed when I first heard you guys, which was you were pretty well developed by then. I'm no means a grassroots soul crate <laughs> music guy, but uh, uh, is those Midwestern images, you talked about that all the time yeah. in your lyrics. Yeah. And the pride you have in that. And, you know, I, I've said this many times, but I think that was a big part of um, any kind of regional or national success we had is because, you know, we'd pull up to a, a, a venue in Chicago or Denver, and, and the first thing we would say when we got on stage is, you know, hi, we're from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, and we're going to play some songs for you. And a lot of times that would grab people's attention in some of these bigger metropolitan areas because um, there's a little bit of a mystique about South Dakota outside. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't really know. People know about New York. They Mm -hmm. know about Los Angeles, but they don't really know about South Dakota in these other areas. So that was a way for us to really wear our identities on our sleeve and really be honest about who we were and what we were doing. And I think there's also a little bit of a, you know, Oh, you're, you're making rap music from South Dakota. Like that's not supposed to happen, you know. Right. And and when we got up on stage and and we told people where we're from, and then they also saw that we were very serious about what our craft and that we were well rehearsed and you know we were writing songs and making music. Um, it, it helped people latch on a little bit. It probably was. I mean, you go up there, you say, "Hey, we're from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and these are our songs," and then you hit them with it. Sure. You start like you're sort of setting their expectation right here. And then saying, no, it's real. Yeah. Right. And so right away, they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. For sure. And I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there might have been a lot of people in those early days that 
might have tried to hide the fact that they were from South Dakota in in, yeah. in, in, in you know, maybe I, like I said, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts, but I, I never really claimed that as my as my, you know, story. My my story's much more interesting being from here and being a South Dakotan, um, which I am at heart. So um yeah, it was just a way for us to kind of get people's attention, I think. Yeah, you weren't trying to be, oh, well, now I can't remember the name of the group. Fine Malt Lyrics. Who are those guys? They're from Boston, weren't they? Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, uh, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, why can't I? You, you made me blank as but well. But you could have easily just tried to emulate. House of Pain. That's it, House of Pain. <laughs> House of Pain. You could have easily tried to emulate House of Pain sure. or somebody else, but you didn't do that. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the key to anything uh, in life is is to be yourself. And, and that's what we've always tried to do is just embrace who we are and, mm-hmm. and you know, let let that be who we are and embrace it. We're here with Wes Eisenhower on Information 1000 KSOO, and he is the co-founder, co-founder of the hip-hop group Soul Crate Music and also photographer and videographer. We're going to get into the rest of his work here in a moment. Do you think people in Sioux Falls really realized, still don't really realize, I don't want to say how big you got, but the success that you did have, nationally in selling records um yeah i mean if you dig a little bit you you know we had some lucky breaks and it, it again it was just uh i attribute any sec success that we had ever had to just hard work i don't consider uh soul crate to be this group of you know incredibly talented musicians we were more uh, the type of guys that would rehearse five nights a week and make sure that we were on point and polished when it came time to play um yeah, we are. We were also pretty strategic in the fact that, um, you know, we always managed ourselves and really tried to almost to a fault handle all aspects of of being in a band and treated it like a small business. So, you know, we taught ourselves how to design T-shirts and design posters and promote events and throw events and, you know, press records and uh, record. You know, we've always done um, rather than going somewhere else and spending money on studio time we invested in building our own studio right um so you know that gave us a lot of control you uh um got kind of when you talk about throwing events you've gotten good at throwing events and you have the the block party coming up here uh that that sounds decent uh how many years have you been doing the block party and that sounds decent yeah so the the name of the event is that sounds decent um this will be the fourth year that we've thrown it um you know, and it really was a vision of ours. It was kind of the dream show. I, I wanted to um, throw an event in the heart of the city, downtown Sioux Falls, um, that was a lineup that people would gladly drive to Minneapolis and pay $20 to see. But instead of that, it was going to be in Sioux Falls and it was going to be free. Um, and so with the help of some people, uh, we made it happen the first year. And, um, you know, luckily we've been able to do it uh, for, for four years now. And I really feel like we've kind of cemented the event as, as, as staying, uh, uh, something that's going to stick around. So it's really uh, th- everything I have always wanted to see happen in our city. And again, uh, sometimes the things you want to see happen, uh, the only way to see them through is to make them happen yourself. Yeah, and it's... It- it's a lot of work, but in the end, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. Know? It is a lot of work. Uh, you know, we are um, organizing, you know, doing all the uh, unglamorous stuff like setting up tenting and, yeah. and getting, make sure there's porta potties on site and lining up the food trucks and getting the sound permits. And um, on top of that, we're also 
getting up on stage at the end of the night and yeah. having to perform, which is, uh, I don't know why we we're crazy for that <laughs> one, but it's always fun and it's always a relief. Um, you know, one of my, some, a story I tell is, you know, this, the event draws about 3000 people annually. So, you know, last year, uh, you know, we played to 3000 people who were singing along to our songs with mm-hmm. us. And then we got off stage and we helped sweep the parking lot, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's, right. w- w- that's the kind of person I want to be. And that is August 26th, August 26th, uh, at eighth and railroad. So, um, a little less than two weeks away. Yeah. yeah what time? What's the music? Uh, start? 5 PM to 11 PM. And it's, it's absolutely free. So, uh, you know, we sell, have vendors come out, mm-hmm. food trucks. Um, we have five different groups playing from, uh, uh, you know some local stuff from uh, around the city that's really great um and you know beer uh beer tents so you can come down and have an adult beverage and yeah it's a good time yeah i was there i think uh, a couple years ago uh maybe and you guys were playing i know you don't you you're alternate with later babes or yeah uh, that's another group i'm part of yeah. but yeah we, we kind of switch off so i was there the last time soul crate played i think and mm-hmm. it was i i did not know sure about that event i just kind of happened on it and i was like holy gosh <laughs> what's going on here because sure. it was big it's really cool and th- that's what i hope people walk away with mm-hmm. i want people to walk away with like wow i can't believe this is happening here um but it is yeah we're here with wes eisenhower co-founder of soul crate music and uh several other ventures that we're going to get into uh we're going to come right back after the news with dan peters here on the patrick lally show on information 1000 k s o o